Okay, Shalom Aleichem, welcome. Um, just uh, before I forget, I think next week we'll probably be off, like has been the practice up until now. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll leave off for something for people to think about, uh, because this is a topic that uh, maybe more than we can handle in one shot, more than I can handle. So we are trying to take a look at the, the Gemara that uh, I think was was mentioned in our very first Webchampus uh, Kabura, which we didn't really get involved with at that time. And that is the story that the Gemara brings of Geir coming to Shammai and asking to be taught uh, one single principle that can encompass the entire Torah. And the Gemara says, as Masha explains, Shammai sent him away uh, with the information that uh, this is not a, a reasonable request. The Torah is so vast, it has so many primary principles, just like a massive building cannot stand on just one beam. There's many support beams that hold up the massive structure. So to the Torah and all its vast greatness cannot be reduced to one single principle. Okay. So then, the more continues, the Gary went to Hillel and he made the request, same request to Hillel to accept him as a gear on the condition that he could be given one single principle that can encompass the whole type. And Hill accepted him. And Hill taught him one principle, which Hill himself referred to as Zehu Kolatayra, Zuhi Kolatayra, and the rest is the Pirish, go and learn the rest of the Taira, that's the explanation of this principle. So, it's certainly um, very important to understand this principle. But, it's very not simple. What is the principle that Hillel said? Hillel said, to read from the Gemara, the Allah, Sunni, that which you hate, the Chavroch, Los Savid, don't do to, or maybe it would be in relation to your friend. So Rashi explains in the first Pirish, he brings first the Pasuk in Mishnah. Do not abandon your friends and your father's friend. That's the Pasuk in Mishnah. That's a fundamental principle should not abandon the friendship of your friends and your father's friends. And then Rashi says, This is Hashem. So I think, just to point out, I think it's noteworthy that Rashi does not say, right, uh, as at the starting point, as we see in Mishlei, and maybe other places, that Hashem is referred to as our friend, and refers to us as his friend. Rashi first brings that Pasuk, 
which simply would indicate that this posik that Rashi is bringing is contributing something significant to define and help to understand what Hillel said. But Hillel said, don't do to your friends. Rashi is sort of filling it in, completing it with this Pasuk in Mishlein. Do not abandon your friend and your father's friend. So that's just one point to keep in mind, to put out there, um, try to come back to. Um, now, what is a simple pshat, or Rashi continues, I'm sorry, Zakash Baruch Hu, Al Tavra Al Dvara, do not pass over his words. Shari Alecho Sonui, it is so hated to you, so unbearably painful to you. Sheyavar Chavercho Al Dvarecho, that your friend should pass over your words. So, of course, this is uh, not at all simple to understand. Because generally speaking, the way we you know, commonly understand that kind of a comparison or, or relationship to not do to somebody else what is painful to you is uh, from the personal experience, like we understand the mitzvah of that it's telling me that uh, what you know painful to you, what you understand and you can, from your own personal experience, know how wrong a certain behavior is because you are so hurt by it. Do not do that to your fellow man. You know the wrongfulness of it from your experience being a victim or a certain kind of fairness you would want and you, you desperately need that people should be respectful of your needs in this way. So we should certainly give the same consideration to another person. And um, the fact that he'll always spoke in the negative, not to do something harmful. So the, the Muforish in Yaakov says, because he was a gear, maybe he wasn't yet on the level of understanding the positive of you have to learn of doing positive, but this much to not to do something harmful that he can understand. But the problem is that it doesn't fit when it comes to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. When it comes to another person, we could say, do not do something that will be hurtful to another person because you know how much it hurts you. You want it should not be done to you, so give him the same consideration. You have the, the knowledge to be considerate because you know what it feels like. So do not hurt somebody in a way that you would not want to be hurt yourself or what you know is hurtful from your experience. But there's nothing that we could do that's going to be hurtful to Hashem. So as a, as a direct correlation, a direct comparison to say, this is the Torah. Do not do to Hashem that which is hurtful to you. The Torah does not apply. You cannot do anything that's going to be hurtful to Hashem. Hashem is not going to be hurt. And I don't think it's it's possible, plausible to say 
that just means to use the marshal as if, relate as if, pretend as if somehow, which is very questionable in its own right, so it's not really accurate. Um, you know, we find the concept of Tzara Shekhin, of a person, you know, harms himself, there's a virus, but say that's Kala Taira, I don't know, it's um, not simple. So, like the simple reading is quite difficult for starters. Um, another problem is what is the meaning of your friend is transgressing your words. Not position to you know, give commands and doesn't seem to be describing something terribly hurtful. He would say it's hurtful to you if your friend hurts you, or if your friend betrays you, if your friend does something like really harmful to you. But we're talking about Yavra al Varecha. What does it really even mean? Yavra al Varecha passes over your words. That should be like sunway. That should be something so powerful. It's, it's, it's hard to know simply what that's really all about. Um, but any point, so anything needs to be clarified. Anybody and everyone could feel free to uh, jump in and let me know. Otherwise, I have to assume that everything is very clear. Okay. Um, I guess another idea that we could um, naturally gravitate towards would be the fundamental concept of Hakara Satay. If uh, there are two friends that are helpful to each other, committed to each other, and one doesn't appreciate all the good that he received, so that could be very painful. So maybe it's some way of sort of identifying our great obligation of our Karasatov to Hashem for all the good that He gives to us. Um, but then uh, I don't think it would be correct to use as the mushal a friend who would have been much more appropriate to talk about um, a parent and a child, where we, which we do find in the Torah, that mushal being used. The real greatest form of for all the good, would most appropriately be a child to a parent. And he could have said, you know the pain of your child ignoring all that you've done for him her and um, not appreciating it and not responding to it so how could you act that way towards Hashem who gives us everything but to talk about in terms of Chaveirim it's not the, the, the classic situation of the it's a different kind of relationship Okay, another possibility that uh, I once had, but I don't like so much right now, 
is to is to suggest that this is helping a person, his own experience is helping him to recognize the compelling Yashua, so to speak, the, to recognize fully the wrong of being disloyal or being ungrateful is most clearly perceived when I'm subject to that misbehavior. Because then it's not simply, hopefully, just like a personal hurt, but why am I so hurt? Because I recognize how wrong it was for my friend to turn his back on me. But I don't think that's acceptable either. Because, again, Hill doesn't describe anything so terrible. Yavral Dvarav does not seem to be like complete betrayal. And, again, when it comes to gratitude, it would be more apparent to a child, like we mentioned. And also, if it's just as a device to help me appreciate the compelling nature of these midos, to understand how proper it is to be loyal, to be grateful, to be committed, then you wouldn't say, this is kalatayra. You wouldn't say, my daloch sonny loy savid. Because that's not the essence. Rashi is saying, You should say, you should, be, you should be loyal, you should be grateful, you should be a true friend. And the way that you could know, and even according to Hashem, and the way you could know how correct it is, will be from your experience. That could be a helpful agent to recognize the importance of these midos and the truth of these midos. But it wouldn't be describing it as Zeo Kalatera. You wouldn't say, that which is painful to you. That's Kalatera. That very thing. What's painful to me is the fact that I am the victim of the wrongdoing. That's not what's Kalatera. What's Kalatera is the Yashras of the Midas Taibas. So Hillel should say, Emes, Koresatoy, Midas Taibas. That's Kalatera. You want to know how correct those midas are, how un, un, really ingrained within us, how powerful they are. Okay, just remember when you were the victim, how hurt you were, because you know how wrong it was. That will help you to understand. But that's just like a side factor to help me understand. That cannot be defined as kolatayim. What is, what, what is painful to you is kolatayra. How is that the case? Oh, my. Okay. Um, another question of a little bit of different nature. This is getting a little, um, you know, Higher level, maybe. What do you hold her by side? Does this statement that Hillel fit with what we know from good Torah sources of the description of what Kalat Torah is? What the purpose of the Torah is? 
for the purpose of the whole Bria. If the Ramchal teaches us that the purpose of the whole Bria is to bestow his good, his maximum good, which is our obligation, our responsibility, our mission, our whole definition to bring that about. Our chayva is to bring about Hashem's purpose that a person should receive the Oynigal Hashem. That sounds a little different. If I was Hillel, or Ramchal was Hillel, <laughs> the Hori would have said, you want to know what Kalatayra is? Kalatayra is the system for a person to achieve the maximum good, the maximum einig as Hashem wants him to receive and he is the one who is charged with the mission to bring it about. Yet, why is he talking about Dalach Sanei Dachavach Why is he talking about not abandoning your friend? You should have said what the real definition of everything is. To bring about the goodness of Hashem delivering that maximum good that Hashem wants a person to receive and he is the one whose job is to make that happen. He is the evidence of Hashem to bring about that delivery of the fullest maximum good. Is Hill saying that? Is that somehow contained in Hill's words? Not so obvious to see that in the words of Hillel. So could it be that this is some kind of a divergence here? Or it can't be. I'm sure the other Amchal is in sync with Hillel. We're all working together. So uh, what is the Pshat here? Um so I'm not sure uh, how far we can try to take this tonight. But so let, let, me, let me try to check in. Um, do people hear that there is a valid question? Can anybody give me some response? Let's see. I was told recently that um, the way to get some responses is by choosing one person to ask them, and then other people might come on board. But I'm a little hesitant to do that. So if anybody wants to volunteer to respond, that would be um, appreciated. I would volunteer, but I missed the first 10 minutes, so I'm a little bit behind. Um, But hopefully me speaking will get other people to speak. Uh, Only time will tell. Okay. There are two choices. Either that everything is clear or not. So, um, I'm hoping you could tell me one or the other. Well, what's the question? The question is why did Hillel tell him you're trying to tell him the whole Torah, so just the whole Torah is what I'm still sure of. Is, right, is, is, is the Lachsan and Lachavrat Leisavid identical to the 
for the Ramchal, it seems like I have a different concept. Do not uh, abandon the friendship. It sounds like, sounds like, simply, um, sorry, si- si- simply, it sounds like Hill is saying Indian of, of Midas, saying Indian of, you know the pain of your friends, uh, overlooking your words. So do not act in such a manner. Of course, you have the problem. How does that apply to Gabi Hashem? Hashem is not going to be hurt. There's nothing, no harm is coming to Hashem. But, but the, the, the simple translation seems to be something of uh, your, your, your personal experience demands of you to act in a similar way. So that seems to be like of a specific nature of consideration, of loyalty, of appreciation, something of what will be painful to you. Do not act in that way. Do not violate what you know to be true. Um, but Kalatayakula, Kula, has to be in the context of Hashem's plan. What's Hashem's plan? To give us all the good that He wants us to receive. Now, that would seem to be broader. That would seem to be needing to look from that perspective of what is Hashem's intention in the in the creation and the giving of the Torah. So, you need to find some way for it to all fit together. Actually, it sounds like it has to somehow be the same thing that do not. Many losafes or dunases is somehow the same thing as not being over on what your friend wants. Right. Somehow, right. Somehow that that which is sunny to you is going to be able to encapsulate or touch on everything. <laughs> this is no simple undertaking to try to figure out. Not sure I'm ready. <laughs> On the contrary, I'm pretty sure I'm not ready. But maybe we should make a start. I think it's okay to make a start even if we don't finish. We can make a start. Let's try to figure out. Let's try to figure out what could possibly be the meaning of the Maidalach Sane that which is hated to you, that could be applicable to Hashem. Could there be an understanding of what does it mean, Yavra al-Varecha, what is sunny about this, what's going on in that friendship that could be some kind of a starting point to relate to the whole time. So my basic assumption is that it has to be something of a different nature than just the personal hurt of being disrespected or or not appreciated, etc. It has to be something of somewhat of a different nature. And there could be levels and levels. 
It could be very high-level friendship. That's very, very pure and very devoted and very, very close. But even on maybe a simpler level, like we saw um, previously, the situation of Loisikoim, where you asked somebody to lend you and they didn't, and it's terribly painful to you. What is that very great pain that could result in sinner? And you are having to, so, so to speak, get even with them and not lend them when they ask you, even though normally you wouldn't be hesitant to, because you are generous and you are able to be giving and trusting. But they didn't lend you, so you can't lend them. So we had the suggestion that the pain is not simply because you didn't get the item that you needed, you didn't get the respect that you needed, it's that you don't have the friendship that you needed. The person who you're relying upon to be there to help you is not there for you. It's not coming through for you. That's the real essence of the pain. It means that that connection with the person, something that is so precious, so valuable, it's not just for the benefit that you're going to receive from it, because when you need a shovel, he'll give you a shovel. The fact that he helps you is primarily a reflection that there is a real good connection, there's a real commitment. That's, you know, on, on a, even on a basic level, and it could be on many, many levels. We might think that if it's on a very high level, that I would be able to bear anything. And maybe to a certain degree, um, that is one of the aspects of a real commitment, that you're tolerant and you're forgiving. Benin talks about that. But at the same time, if you're looking towards your friend to be there for you, with you, in a certain way, and they're not, that means that you don't really have that closeness that is so important to you, that is so precious, that is so meaningful, that is so valuable, that's so good. And if it's not there, or if it's turned away from, or if it's diminished, you you ask him for something, you suggest something, you propose something, and he passes over it, doesn't value it, doesn't respect it. So what's at the core of that pain? What is that pain really all about? Is it that I didn't get the help that I needed? Didn't, I didn't get the respect that I needed, or I don't have that closeness that I, I need, that I thought I had, that I'm hoping to have. So that's something that is very, very sensitive. It's very delicate. Because it's so hushim, because it's so... It's a, such, a, of such a good nature it's so so primary in the human experience 
to have real connection with another person. So when I when I have a chava, and then he turns away, even if it's not you know of a of a, of a terrible fashion, but he he ignores something that I asked of him. He's not there for me. He's not available to me. <laughs> He's not coming through for me. Then what's really hurting me? It's that that loss in the friendship, that loss in the connection, that loss of uh, real commitment one to the other, being there for each other, working together, helping each other, growing together. It's levels and levels, but from the most basic all the way up, it's that is what is so precious to a person. So how would we say something like that? Oh, that is a good question. How can this apply in terms of relationship to Hashem? What role does this have to play in terms of relationship with Hashem? So, uh, I guess we have to try to sort of define a little bit what is the real nature, or what is the real the real content, the real experience, the real fullness of our relationship, the real Torah definition of our relationship with Hashem. Of course, we can't relate to Hashem in the way that we relate to people. Although many of the things that um, are significant or are primary, or the content of our relationship with Hashem, are very significant relationship with people. What's making a real closeness between people? That true respect, that true commitment, that true caring, that true appreciation. There is a lot of good midos that are involved in personal human relationship. And of course, it's our connection to the midos of Hashem that are the essence of our with Hashem relationship. But I think that we would not of our own imagine to define it in terms of such closeness as to call it friendship. We would, we, we would, we would see that simply as a mushal Torah's giving to convey Hashem has love for us. Hashem is who knows what can we say? Machshav Kalisrael sees the miles from Kalisrael. Committed, we would see it as a mushal. We wouldn't see it as an all-encompassing definition. We wouldn't see it as the culmination, the culmination of all the emulation of Hashem in every way will produce something that can be called. And can be only understood correctly through the human experience and say, Hashem is giving us friendship with Him. I think the only way to try to get some idea about it is if you would imagine, you know, somebody very great that was able to be befriending 
anybody in Kali Street. Like maybe Barry Levine. Oh, well, okay, there's no Hiddish to that, that he could do it, because that's what he was known for. But like we learned a little bit about Aaron Akoin. Aaron Akoin, the Koin Godel, Kedosh Hashem, but is able to befriend any Jew and help them, inspire them to, you know, come back and, and become a real, a real full, complete Balchuva because they have this relationship, they have this friendship with Aaron Akoin, they have to live up to it. However, that's working. But the first step is Aaron Akoin was able to establish with any Jew the real friendship. It wasn't just, you know, He's giving them some attention. He's, you know, noticing them. He is allowing them to have interaction with him. It's described as he was mishaber He was connecting. He was really becoming close to any Jew. So to wrap our head around the concept that the Ebershah should be saying, I want there to be a relationship of friendship between us. With all the Hashem's godless, with all his infinite godless that only that we have to know, be aware of, and experience, and only highlights that with all that, like the Ramchal writes, there are Hashem by Kriyashma and Hashem and the Hasidus, and Hashem is conducting himself with such humility as to take us as his nation, as to take us as his friend, as to be relating to us that way, as to enable us to connect with him through all the aspects of his shlemus, as to be sharing with us his Torah, as to be helping us to understand his Torah, as to be saying over what we are learning, what we are saying. He's giving us such a closeness that's only the Ebers of Shlemus makes it possible. That, it boggles the mind. There's no denying. I cannot fault anybody if they say that they cannot take this thought into their brain. It's not a time on any of us. If we cannot really wrap our head around it, if we cannot believe that it could be. But it's very interesting that the, the Gemara, that whole episode, ends off with the three Geirim that Shammai sent away met. The first two had some unreasonable requests of, of um, becoming Kohen Gadol, only learning Shammai felt it was not properly respectful. But Hillel took them and got them on board. And the three Geirim met and they said that Shammai's strictness would have, would have pushed us away and prevented us from becoming part of Kali Yisrael. And Hillel's humility was Makarivas, Tachas Kanshpeshkima, brought us in to be able to be part of Kali Yisrael. So when it comes to the Gerim that were maybe not so respectful, we understand where Hillel's humility comes in. Where does the Hillel's humility come in to whether or not you can give one Yisrael for Kala Taira or not? Shammai held, you can't give one Yisraeli to Kala Taira. And Hillel said, there is one Yisraeli to Kala Taira. So I, I think the answer might be because of what the Yisraeli that Hillel is saying 
is the side of Kalatayra. To be a side for Kalatayra has to be, we can relate to it. We could, we could um, apply our own experience to understand. This is what the Abishta is giving us. It's giving us through all the aspects of Shlemus, through all the aspects of being like him, not some kind of a distant, mystical, not understandable kind of a connection. He's giving us a connection that he wants us to understand through our human experience. The Torah is given through the, the, the life experience of a person of at least a very good nature, of connection with another person in a very real good way such that the pain of the loss of that or the diminishing of that or the veering off of that can help me to understand the goodness of it, the beauty of it, the holiness of it, the chashivas of it, to know that's what the Abish is offering to us. That through all the aspects of Shlemus will culminate in Ha'oras Paneris Barach Vekir true closest to the Ebeshta that can be defined that we can try to perceive as he is giving us to have friendship with him. He's enabling us to have all of his midas contact with them such that we'll be so close as to be roy of this definition. We're given it to start with so that we can value it to start with and we're given it as the final ends accomplishments of the whole Torah. So then that will be how it will be experienced. This, the whole, the, the end goal of everything is what? Yisanegal Hashem. But what is that Yisanegal Hashem? What is the nature of Yisanegal Hashem? Hill is saying, you have an understanding. I can tell you what you saw it. I can give you some concept, some experience that you have able to understand that value of friendship, that beauty of friendship, that greatness, the Hanoah friendship, when it's real and good, can give you understanding of what a person is able to achieve with the Bari Olam, which he has to some degree to start with, or calls Achai Vereyai, is called Hashem's brothers and friends. And then that is what he is bringing to its fullness and its full completion is the highest level of it. That is the whole thing. It's our job to bring this about, but that is how we can try to understand it, relate to it, and value it, and appreciate it. Not just godless. Hashem is giving us to be called his friend. He's giving us the experience that is the, the, the the composite of all the aspects of closeness, all the aspects of Torah are aspects of connection, are aspects of true closeness and connection to Hashem and are supposed to be understood through our emotion, through our feeling, through our sense of it, how good that is, how beautiful it is. When we are truly giving to another person, when we are truly there for another person, when we are truly committed to another person, the, the, that experience, and that's why it's so sensitive, 
is what can give us to understand what is the nature of our connection to Hashem. All the Shleimus that is of Hashem Shleimus that is all the Torah culminates in defined as real friendship that Hashem gives us in His infinite greatness to be so humble as to give us what can be called we become His Chaveh. Together. That's the best I can say right now. Well, how do we understand the, the mitzvah? Go take on the day. Yes, go ahead. How do we understand the mitzvah <laughs> in that context? I mean, it's one thing to say that that's part of the relationship or the Yavashmuzin Hashem loves us or like that defines it. Like that. These, are all, these are all aspects of connection to Hashem's infinite perfection. These are all aspects of it that are bringing us close in the manner that enables us to experience that closeness. That is the simcha in mitzvah, and that is the, that is the hanav avas Hashem. That is all based on our having a connection with it. Not just avas Hashem as, as divorced being. Avas Hashem in distance. Avas Hashem who is so great. Avas Hashem who is enabling us to be close, so close. Who's bringing us close? Who's enabling us to connect? Who's who wants to have a friendship with us? He wants there that there should be this. This is what he wants there should be. That fullest connection between us and him. That's his rustle in the bria that we should have that connection. So we're gonna we're gonna ruin that. Are we gonna defile that? Are we gonna prevent that? Somebody that we know is so good from my own experience. And we are offered that with Hashem, who is so committed to us, who is already long-standing friendship with us, and of course offering the fullness, the, the the maximum goodness of that. We're gonna tarnish that. We're gonna be overall dvarav that will lessen that amazing beauty, goodness, connection, toiv, all the words that you have. But this is the means of our understanding. The, the 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 real good friendship is when we're all in, one to the other. That's what's happening. We're all in. Hashem is all for us, and we are also totally to bring about Hashem's plan, which comes through connecting to Him. Which we can try to relate to, we can try to conceptualize. He's offering us to have this kind of a closeness. Where is in this tefillin? Mika Amcha Yisrael. says, the Gemara had no way to describe Hashem's Devekas to Yisrael, but to say that he wears tefillin as his ornament of glory, which it says, who is like Kal Yisrael. That means, in this Bria, we are everything to Hashem. Amchal in, in, in Vasunas one place describes it like the only child that the parent is like so focused on, so wanting to constantly give to more and more and more. And this camera described in a way where like it's a teamwork, it's a it's a, it's a partnership. We are creating it together. Because we have to do our part. 
So we are creating the friendship. So it's truly ours. Not just Hashem giving it to us as, 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 as a gift. It's created between the two of us. We need Hashem's help, of course. Hashem is giving us the entire capacity. We're only in Nivra. But we have to make our Bechira. We have to make our efforts. So we forge it together. That's the, that's the unique kind of a connection. The parent and the child is natural, but the friends make it happen together. So that's a, a more accurate description of what it's really like. Hashem wants us to be close to him. He wants to give us that closeness. He wants there should be that closeness. But it can only be through our part, through our contribution. So then we are creating it together. Okay. Um, does this answer some of the questions? I hope so. <laughs> I'll let everybody go back and, you know, check that out on their own. But, uh, I hope we can pause here. But if anything else uh, should be added, you can let me know. Okay, yes, <laughs> thank you very much. It's always a very special pleasure. And we'll be off next week, resuming the following. Call to.